0: Welcome to Restaurant Influencers presented by Entrepreneur. My name is Sean Walchett, founder of Cali BBQ, Cali BBQ Media. We are coming to you from Spring Valley, from the master smokehouse. Uh, this is really cool because I have my friend Atul Sud, the CEO, new CEO of Kitchens United. Atul, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, we are. I'm a
1: new CEO, a new friend, but you feel like an old friend to me, so. We're gonna get into that.
0: We're definitely gonna get into that. Uh, First, I wanna give a shout out to Toast. Thank you for believing in storytelling. Thank you for giving us this opportunity to connect with leaders, hospitality leaders, storytellers, the best in the class from all over the globe. And uh, Atul, thank you for coming all the way to Spring Valley to see this barbecue media studio. Oh, it's super,
1: uh, super enjoyable. We just had a great meal. Uh, The bacon-wrapped jalapeno poppers are phenomenal. (laughs) The cheesesteak's great. The beans are change-your-life beans, so thank
0: you for that. Wedding beans. Wedding beans. Beans so good, you'd want to get married again. I will marry you any day (laughs) of the week. Fantastic. So we're going to start with our favorite random question, which is, where in the world is your favorite stadium, stage, or venue? Oh, favorite... Oh, I got this. Um...
1: Stratford-upon-Avon I'm a big Shakespeare fan Okay uh, I lived in London um, in, uh, in my junior year in high school And uh, I had an incredible Incredible Shakespeare teacher uh, He used to take us to Hyde Park In the middle of the night And make us recite sonnets And he took us to Shakespeare In Stratford-upon-Avon So Stratford-upon-Avon uh, it's, it's Shakespeare's
0: how m- birthplace how many, pe- how many people can fit At Stratford-upon-Avon? Probably 300 350 300, beautiful Yeah, so small it. Intimate stadium
1: I want to go to Wrigley Field. Jeff Alexander of Wabao just took his team there. So that's that's next on the show.
0: I've seen that episode. He's been on the show. So Stratford upon Avon. That's a really cool venue um, that's going to set the scene nicely for what we're going to talk about. But we're going to go there. We're going to talk to entrepreneur, talk to Toast, talk to Kitchens United. But we're going to bring people that listen to this show, people that want to level up their hospitality, level up their storytelling. And it's not gonna be a conference like all the conferences that you go to. This is gonna be something where it's more TEDx style, where there's gonna be presenters, people that are putting on their life's work on stage. I'm gonna put you on stage, and I'm gonna say, Atul, you said that we were gonna be friends forever. What does friendship mean to you, and what does friendship mean to everything that you do in life?
1: Friendship drives me. I, uh, friendship means respect, it means trust, it means love. Right, I think love between friends is very powerful. Love between family is powerful. Love between spouses and partners is powerful. But there's no reason that love between friends needs to be left less powerful. I uh, have had a long career. Um, I'm older, hopefully, than I look. Um, and I have had the good fortune of making deep friendships with almost everybody I've worked with. And um, when you work with your friends, uh, it doesn't feel like work. It really, really doesn't. And you can have intimate conversations about life choices and mistakes and um, and ambitions. And you can share things that you generally don't share with people who you work with. Um, and that's nice, right? That's the point of life to me. And uh, you said to me, I said to you that I have a philosophy. Uh, that we that I assume friendship, uh, and I really do. I in people that I meet, I assume friendship, and you responded with your favorite quote, which I'll let you say. No, you please um, tell me. Well, uh, the quote is from the. I, I have to say this: the great philosopher Winnie the Pooh, um, and it is, "We will be friends for life. Just you wait and see." And that blew me away, right? Because sometimes people respond to uh, assumed friendship with tentative friendship and uh, not all in friendships. not all in friendships (laughs) and when i said what i did and you came back with what you did i was like i i need to and and i'm here i flew down to san diego to see you um as you know i just assumed this new role and i i could have hoped for nothing better than to have this be the first kind of public on camera podcast experience for me so thank you so much for having me here
0: well i I'm honored that you came here. I'm honored that you lived up to your word. I knew you would live up to your word. Um we only had that one real Zoom interaction. Yeah. And for me I'm weirdly available. Anybody that listens to this show, anyone that reaches out on LinkedIn, on TikTok, on Twitter, however you find me. We are all trying to figure this thing out, this thing we call life, this thing we call hospitality, this thing we call content. Um, I know that I can't do it alone and I know that I have to ask for help. Those are things that my grandfather taught me when I become friends with someone, when I assume friendship, I go into any meeting with a stranger. You know, when you walked into our restaurant today, you said, I'm surprised by your warmth. And not in a bad way, but you were just surprised of who I am. I'm not surprised of who you are. You're not surprised of where you came today to come to see us in Spring Valley. When you think about hospitality and you think about kindness to strangers, where did that come from for you?
1: I think it came out of my upbringing. Uh, And by the way, I wasn't surprised by it. Um, I just mentioned that you projected it, oh, I right? I it, it, it is a uh, it is a tangible projection. I can feel it. I can I can when I hug you, when I look into your eyes, when I see the emotion in your eyes right now, it is warm, right? It is loving. It is kind. It is warm, and uh, that's powerful to me. And I think I had the good fortune. Uh, of being raised by kind and loving parents. I I don't discount how important that was to who I am today. Um, And then I had other good fortune. I was raised in seven countries before I moved here. Wow. And uh, they were mostly in East Asia, partly in London, Saudi Arabia, India. And when you move around as much as I moved around, um, you kind of get forced into making new friendships quickly, right? And then... um, if you're an extrovert like I am, and then if your nature combines with your nurture to really deepen friendships with people and make them quickly, right? You can you can make them quickly. It doesn't take it doesn't take time. Um, that you know I guess back to the question. The question was, what does hospitality and um, and warmth mean to me? It it means giving people respect. First and foremost, giving people respect. If somebody contacts me on LinkedIn, um, and look, I'm encouraging people to do that, right? Like, I've been there. I've been the 27-year-old early stage at, or 25-year-old early stage at a tech company trying to get into doors that seem closed. And a startup guy, when I was running my own startup before this one, um, before McDonald's, where I would cold email people on LinkedIn and... And most people don't don't give you time a day. I will respond to anybody on LinkedIn. I will, um, I will have a conversation with most people if if they want fifteen minutes of feedback. And they're selling everything from LinkedIn Sales Solutions, who's a great guy named Jesse, um, to a new robotic startup. Like they deserve that time because they're just they're they're working hard, and it doesn't matter if I'm CEO or if you're. Um, if you're running this big media company or or if you're a GM at one of our kitchen centers, people deserve respect when they reach out to you because they're making an effort. And hospitality isn't just about the restaurant industry. It's a, it, In my view, is it's a way to live life, right? Just be hospitable, be respectful, be kind. Um, I try to live my life that way. I make mistakes sometimes. I get stressed sometimes. I'm on planes too much but uh you live life that way right and i've admired you from afar and uh
0: i'm just it's so good to admire you from up close well for me to see the response you know linkedin's an incredible platform and we encourage people that watch the show listen to the show to really tap into who they are because everyone's voice matters everyone has a story and it doesn't matter if you're in marketing or if you're in sales or if you're a founder you have a unique voice and LinkedIn's a platform where you can connect with other leaders that can help move your business forward. But when you made the announcement that you were going to become the CEO of Kitchens United, the response was incredible, absolutely incredible to see so many people of so many backgrounds not just a congratulations, but like heartfelt yearbook style, like back when you're in high school and someone writes in your yearbook, you'd get somebody that would write, have a good summer, but mm-hmm. then you'd have other people that would write, I was the person that would always write a half a page. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's just who I am, but I would write a half a page. But when I looked on your LinkedIn wall, it was all of these people so excited for you and for the opportunity. What did it mean to you?
1: Oh, it meant the world to me. You know, um, it was very touching. It was emotional. Um, I... Uh, it really moved me. It still does, right? And, uh, well, of course it still does. It was only a week ago. I... Um, I'm thankful. Um, I, I do a gratitude list every morning. Um, I, it's one of the things that I've, I've taken up um, in the last few years. And... Um, and I'm just grateful, right? It Not only, not only was it um, meaningful and thoughtful of them to, uh, and a lot of them, to write on my wall. Many of them called me. Dozens upon dozens of people texted me, uh, emailed me. Um, but what it gave me the opportunity to do also is just reconnect with old friends, right? Some people hadn't contacted me in 10 years, but they'd been paying attention to what I was doing. They'd known that I'd had struggles in life and... Um, and they were tracking. And then when they reach out because they're tracking, it's, you know, it's more than happy birthday on Facebook. Yeah. Right? It is, uh, it is care. Um, and that was touching.
0: Huge news, Toast, our primary technology partner at our barbecue restaurants in San Diego and the primary technology partner of so many of the guests that we have on this show have announced they are expanding their business offerings with Google so now if you search on google maps and you sign up for toast tables or toast wait list you will have the opportunity to improve the digital hospitality experience of the guest allow them to book through the maps into the toast reservation system one of the biggest difficulties that restaurant guests have is when they search for your restaurant and they want a table they do not have an easy solution to book a table or to get on a wait list. This is huge news for the restaurant industry, huge news for guests and huge news for you, the restaurant owner. Check out Toast Tables today and find out the new integrated solution that they have. This is something that we've wanted for a long time. How do you integrate reservations, wait lists into your point of sale? Toast has done it. Check it out. It's amazing to me, I mean, we have a storytelling podcast, we produce content for all the platforms, but it's amazing when you do produce content, you don't realize who's watching. Hmm. Sometimes you feel like, oh, someone has to like the post, someone has to write on the wall, but until something like that happens, you realize that you're actually touching people the more that you produce audio, video, words and images. And I've noticed you especially, not just on LinkedIn, but you made a commitment earlier uh, this summer that you said you're gonna start posting more content. Can you walk us through why you were doing that and what you learned from it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I uh, um, I was at a bit of an inflection point. I was coming to um, a point where after being co-founder of this company, I was kind of deciding, um, you know, do I wanna continue? Do I wanna not continue? I'm very pleased that uh, I've gotten to the state that I am, but I realized that I had built my professional reputation around Kitchen United. And I also realized that that was a mistake, right? And I, I know there, there are people we you just talked about, um, you know, posting more on LinkedIn. Look, I don't believe we're our companies. I might be CEO. That, that's great. But I am not Kitchen United. they are Dozens upon dozens of people with me, alongside me, uh, who are Kitchen United as much as I am. And my public persona might be led by the fact that I'm CEO of Kitchen United now, or was a co-founder or chief business officer for the last six years, um, and I did some things before that, but that's not me, Yeah. right? And divorcing yourself from your job, even on LinkedIn, I think is an important way to live life because what happens if your job doesn't go well? What happens if like so many people in this last 12, 18 month period, you get fired? Yep. Right. Um, What happens if, what happens if you go public? That's not you either. Yes. Right. That is good fortune and good circumstance and right timing. And so um, when I said that to you, I just decided to break out of the bounds that I had, put myself in the box that I'd put myself in. And I, I have a, a couple of tips. One, um, I do post a lot about Kitchen United. I should. I'm the leader of the company. I'm proud of what we do. Um, but two, I, I will post a lot of other content or thoughts on industry matters. I post on pickleball. Um, <laughs> but also, importantly, I comment on other people's posts, yes. right? I engage outside of my wall, and um, and that's important, too, because there are other people who are building content, and um, the way the algorithm works, if I comment, it broadens the reach, um, and I don't comment just to broaden the reach. I don't like just to broaden the reach. I like or comment if I have something meaningful to say, but that allows me to engage and build relationships with new people. I comment. I see other people who've commented. If somebody... Is interesting who's commented I will go to their page and reach out to them and say hey we both know Sean and I we just commented maybe we should spend 15 minutes on the phone yeah right and um, and that engagement outside of your own profile I think is as important as engaging with your own audience right help other people
0: engage with their audience and give them exposure to yours so what you're saying is business development is really friendship development it is in my world
1: it is in my world um because, look i i don't know if this is the right thing or the wrong thing i tend to not do business with people i don't want to be friends with yeah um i you know i said at the beginning when you asked the question what is friendship i use the word trust um i I prefer doing business with friends. And uh, sometimes you do business transactionally. I'm a business development guy. I'm not a sales guy. Um, They're different. I believe they're different. Uh, I believe sales is about meeting an objective in the short term. Um, uh, I think there's some sales guys who have long-term goals, but that is not how sales is organized as a function. Yes. (laughs) Excuse me. As a function... In most companies, sales is organized on a monthly, quarterly, annual basis, and therefore that organization gives people the incentive to close deals on a monthly, quarterly, annualized basis. Business development is not managed that way in most organizations, so I think it attracts a slightly different personality type. That's not to say that all sales guys cannot be business developers, many can, most can, but it is to say that most business developers don't think like salespeople. Um, I have done business uh, three years later, five years later. I've raised money from investors 20 years after I first met them or knew them. Literally 20 years, I'm about to do it now. Um, uh, friends from college, right? Yeah. I, I've never talked to them about money before, but I'm taking over CEO, we're raising a little bit of money and um, you know, hey, you remember me? Yeah, I remember you, I've been tracking. We've been in touch. I send people random comments every so often, and now we're talking business because they're friends. We're not talking friendship because they're business partners necessarily, but we it goes both ways. Yeah. So
0: that's a long answer to a short question. You've mentioned tracking multiple times, that people have been tracking you and your growth. How do you track people that you're invested in or interested in?
1: Uh, I track, oh You know, I track in many different ways. Obviously, social media is a good one. Um, People have kids on Facebook. They go on food tours on
0: Instagram. I don't do TikTok because... Not yet. I know. I, <laughs> you got to remove the logo. All, it's just a video platform. I guess so. It's I just so. a video platform. Maybe I'll You're do TikTok. You're doing more video. I, you did a video tonight.
1: I did a video tonight. You Is that going video, on TikTok? It's going on TikTok. Okay, I will open that'll a TikTok be your, account. That'll be the
0: first TikTok. That'll uh, be your first I'll, TikTok video. I'll open a TikTok account. So you heard I think it, you I had one, one for You on Restaurant a Influencers. Uh,
1: I don't uh I don't yet do TikTok. Um, it's just video
0: I don't do Clubhouse Not yet I'll get um, you on Clubhouse We'll oh, get man. you on stage on Clubhouse um, It's just audio storytelling It's what we're doing right now Right Exactly. Just with other people The I, Troy uh, Hoopers of the uh, world Jason Berkowitz All these people They're all, they're all there Look
1: I'm, I'm practically a grandfather At this Come point on. But um, i But I'll do those But I track through social media That's an easy way Right That's low yes. effort tracking But what's a little higher effort Is when you track Get somebody's phone number um, and then text them, right? Like, hey, congratulate. Not like happy birthday, right? <laughs> like, happy birthday is auto- like it is literally on LinkedIn. It's an automatic. auto response. It's, it's an auto, auto response. response. Yeah. Right? Would you like to send? So, yeah. So don't don't do that, right? If you want to do that on Facebook, great. Like, it's still meaningful. I'm not trying to discount it, but get their phone number, put in your phone, and send them a hey, happy birthday. Uh, This, it's not also, this is what some people, I think, um, I think it took me a while to realize. It's not just about asking, right? It's not just, happy birthday, how are you, how are the kids? It is also, happy birthday, how are you, hope the kids are good, uh, or well. My English teacher, hope the kids are well. Um, uh, Here's what's happening with me. Right, give them, like, it, it, just give them a little bit. Because context. Give them context, right? Like, you know, my kid just won his basketball game or something like that. Yeah. And give them the, 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 the branch to, to come back with. Um, so social media is one of them. Another one is to, through friends, right? My parents, um, and I have lots of friends in my life that make fun of this, but my parents will say, Look, I'm with Sean. I'll, I'll tell them tonight on my way home, I had this great uh, session with Sean. And they'll say, oh, next time you see him, tell him we want to meet him and give him my love. Yeah. That's what my dad will say or my mom will say, give him my love, right? It, it's, maybe it's Indian. Maybe it's my family. I don't know. They say, give him my love. And what I do when they say that is I give you their love. Yes. Right and And most people don't most people don't like say hello to Sean. Yes, right. Say say hello to Bob Um, That like that's meaningful, right? I was just with Bob Say hello to him. Hey, Bob. My parents said hello or hey Jamie who's one of my best friends or Misha My parents said hello. They wanted to check in on you. How's your dad doing? Yeah, right and that's like and it doesn't need to be forced, it doesn't, I tried to put on my calendar one, at one point, like reach out to a new friend, uh, an old friend, once a day. And I would put like, I, I would talk to you on like September 5th, and then I'd put on September 5th next year and make sure you call Sean. And that, I'm not that organized, it didn't work. <laughs> um, but I, I, will, I will see, um, this happened recently, I forget the, the details, but I will see, um, I don't know, McDonald's. I'll go to McDonald's and, or I'll go to Panera and I will see um, Panera during a catering order. And I will text Jim Rand, who started catering at Panera. Oh, wow. And I'll say, hey, here's a snapshot of Panera during a catering order. Or I'll see something like a digital kiosk at McDonald's and text one of my friends or, you know, whatever it is. When you see something, it's like the New York slogan. When you see something, say something, right? <laughs> like how hard is it to yes. actually see something, oh, I, remi- I was reminded of, of so-and-so, let me just send them a note.
0: It's, it's never been easier. It's never been easier. It's never been easier. We yeah. have a phone, a smartphone in our pocket. We can capture a video, can capture a photo, send a text, send a Snapchat. Like, you can literally do anything. Yeah. Yeah. If you have an idea, if you have something that comes into your mind that reminds you of someone else. And it takes... Seconds. Yes. Seconds. Correct.
1: Everybody is worth time. Most people will value that reach out so much more than the time it took you to, to make it, right? And they will remember it for a while, right? And, and then um, you will have the context, I mean, just speaking purely as a business developer, you will have the context to reach out to them. Tactically, when you have a need without, without being afraid to. Right? I, I talked to somebody recently looking for a job and they said, oh, I haven't talked to so-and-so in three years. I can't reach out to him and ask him. And I was like, you, you can. Right? First of all, you can because he respects you and he likes you. But secondly, how much easier would that be if in those intervening three years, you'd seen something that reminded you of him yes. and you just shot him a text? Yeah. Um, it is good business practice. It is good friendship practice. I, like, I try to live my life that way.
0: When did you know that you wanted to take this new role?
1: Not long ago. Um, I... Look, I was interviewed to be CEO uh, at the beginning. I wasn't in the right life circumstance so to do you so. You were
0: employee one at Kitchen United. I was employee
1: United. one at Kitchen United six years ago. Uh, almost exactly. What it, was the big uh, idea back when
0: When Oh, it, it, kitchen- um, it changed. It uh, changed. You're telling <laughs> uh, me. This look, changed. it's changing again to some extent. And uh, you're, you're in a place that used to serve um, breakfast. <laughs> right. <exactly. laughs> and we're a barbecue
1: media you, company. You so gotta, things you, change. You got to evolve. Be like the- bamboo. Look, when we, when we first started Kitchen United... It was a fractional workspace. WeWork was all the rage. And it was a fractional workspace for uh, food and beverage uh, creators. Um, It had a restaurant angle too. So 30% of the space was gonna be used for restaurants to do delivery out of and 70% of the space was gonna be used for creators to create granola or cookies or whatever it might be, Rice Krispie Treats. And um, that business was gonna generate in my initial financial model, the bulk of the revenue. Because if you fractionalize your space and you rent it out by the hour or block of hours, you can charge a lot more in aggregate than if you rent it out by the six month period, three month period a year period. The problem was when you, when you do that, when you try to rent to small businesses, mom and pops or brothers and sisters or boyfriends and girlfriends, the cost of customer acquisition is high. Yes. Uh, it's called CAC, right? Uh, CAC is high, and churn, which is how often they come in and out, is high. So with high CAC, where you need to tour, then your sister needs to tour, then your mother needs to tour, that just eats up six hours for potentially a $600 engagement. That doesn't make sense. So we pivoted pretty quickly after the first three months into serving restaurants. First, we started with three-month contracts, then six. Then we got uh, Halal Guys. Then we got Chick-fil-A. And then we got into year contracts. Then multi-year contracts. Um, So we, like any business, we evolved based on market feedback um, and based on... Uh, investor direction, um, and we continue to evolve today. Right, That's what should happen when you're running a business for the future uh, and the present. You do what's right. You do what you think is right. If it doesn't work, you pivot. If you believe in it, if you believe in the overall thesis, which we did and we do, um, and then you grow, hopefully. right. Some people try to grow and they don't. They should be respected and they should be um, memorialized and thanks for the effort that they thanked for the effort they put in, right? Even when businesses fail, uh, they have an impact. They have an impact on people's lives and they have an impact on an industry. Um, And that's great, right? Like
0: there's nothing, I've failed in
1: several businesses before and that's great,
0: made me who I am today. What is Kitchen United's ghost kitchen thesis moving forward? Uh, now, now with you at CEO, I'm excited about it, Sean.
1: I am. I'm really excited about it. I think we have. I think we have a winning formula. Um, I think it needs to be refined a little bit, right? Like it, it all the ones and zeros don't add up to ten thousand yet. Yeah. Um, but they're they're getting there, um, and they're uh, they're getting above zero, right? So um, the the thesis is that ghost kitchens. Well, I'll say the thesis is that the ghost kitchen industry is poorly named. Thank um, you. That, is, that is the first thesis. We are not ghost kitchens. We are front and center. Uh, we are in retail locations like Kroger's. We are in um, areas of, um, of commerce that serve business consumers in commercial real estate and residential consumers. One of our flagship sites is in a Kroger, actually a Ralph's, which is a Kroger brand in Westwood on the edge of UCLA campus. We have another one on the edge of SMU campus. We serve college students. Um, We're not ghostly. You walk into a Ralph's today, or a Kroger in Houston, or Texas, or the Midwest, and you'll see a Starbucks on the left, and you'll see a Kitchen United on the right. There's nothing ghostly, nothing ghostly about that. Uh, So it's misnamed. Two. there are under leveraged, underutilized spaces in grocery, convenience, retail, hospitality, and elsewhere. And we intend to feed the market demand that is latent, unmet, um, and undernourished with a variety of options and mix of choice. Um, and we intend to feed that well. We intend to grow aggressively um, going into 2024 and 2025. Um, we intend to work with power brands. A lot of emerging brands can really explode onto the scene. Uh, We intend to be CapEx lite. We intend to nurture and grow our employee base. Um, You might start off as assistant kitchen manager. You could then be a GM uh, like Dan Santos, who's currently our VP of operations, who started off as a GM. There's room to grow at this company. Um, We have learned from some of the struggles we've had Uh, We're probably shifting away from the high-expense effort of building our own traditional, we call them, kitchen centers. Um, And uh, we're going to lean into uh, smarter, more prudent marketing. We're going to lean into catering. I think catering, as we talked about earlier, is a terribly underserved part of the restaurant industry. Goodness gracious. If more people could do catering better, then this industry would turn out. I I know a brand... In uh, Northern California, Saj Mediterranean, they pre-pandemic did 45 percent of their restaurants' revenue before 11 a.m. If you're making 45 percent of your wow. revenue before 11 a.m., you are a profitable restaurant. You you just are, right? So they're down a little bit. I think they're 25, 30 percent now, but they'll get back up there. Like we we have not leaned into catering, and there's some great companies: Easy Cater, ShareBite. Uh, there are companies to, to fulfill that catering fulfilled right Their catering is a must have takeout must have you cannot in my opinion run a restaurant on delivery business alone I just don't believe you can you're not going to make the AUVs and you're not going to run a profitable restaurant particularly with the with the delivery fees that the, that the delivery service providers charge it is just too hard so we're going to do uh, we're going to do more of that we're going to layer in additional novel approaches to scaling brands um which i can't talk about much yet we're going to do something with circle k uh convenience, which i can't talk about much yet um, um but i'll come Breaking
0: back news getting all the scoops um can you talk about the marketing piece you said mismanaged marketing where where did you fail and what do you plan to do better
1: Look, one of the big areas in which we failed was, we have this platform called Mix, uh, Kitchen United Mix. We're rebranding as Mixed Food Halls in our, uh, in our sites. And for years, years, we believed in our central thesis that a family of four, or four college kids, or two college kids, generally don't want the same food. <laughs> right? So you might want barbecue, I might want Chinese, Uh, Tony might want pizza. Um, and, um, and we promoted Kitchen United Mix aggressively, um, to the consumer base, uh, both digitally and traditional marketing to try to get people to order directly from us. Yes. And it is hard. It is hard for people (laughs) to change their consumer behavior and order through a new app or a website. Um, I mean, they're going to open DoorDash or Uber Eats or Grubhub uh, or Postmates in certain geographies. And it's going to be really hard to convert them. So we had some loyalists who converted, some people who ordered, had many people who ordered through our digital kiosks, which worked great. But we we spent a lot of marketing on that, and mm-hmm. it, uh, it hasn't worked. So we're going to try to get some of that very variety of choice up on the third-party platforms. Right, so you can do it directly through the third-party platform. Oh, wow, that's cool. People, people do. We're gonna, we're gonna try. I, I can't guarantee we'll do it, but we're gonna try. Um, people do order through native channels, right? Wingstop, Portillo's, Panera Bread, Chick-fil-A. The native channel does do well. Um, so for the brands that we have, where they have a strong native channel, absolutely promote the heck out of that. Um, but are we gonna promote? Mix as a brand, like Wingstop's going to have a better brand than we do, um, at least for the foreseeable future. So, um, probably spend less marketing dollars on our own platform.
0: You said in a LinkedIn post to never discredit an elevator pitch. Can you share a story and a lesson that you learned closing Halal Guys in an elevator?
1: Yeah, so I was in my apartment in LA and um, if you're ever in an elevator with me, I apologize. <laughs>
0: Give us I'm, the elevator pitch.
1: I'm the type of guy who will comment on your shoes or your baby or your dog. I like, I like meeting people in elevators. It is, you know, you have 30 seconds together. You never know what happens. Uh, and in this case, I was in an elevator um, in my apartment building in downtown L.A. Uh, with a guy, um, and um, I started talking to him. What do you do? What do you do? Oh, I run these things called ghost kitchens. Oh, I'm the franchisee of the Halal Guys. And there was the Halal Guys that had just opened around the corner. Um, And I love Halal Guys. I'm one of the people who would wait at 3 a.m. in the morning on, I think it was 46th and 6th in New York at the original Halal Guys truck who burnt the Wow. Hell out of his mouth, eating the hot sauce. Um, who only just realized the white sauce is four hundred and fifty calories. Really? Four, that one packet of white sauce, four hundred and fifty calories. Um That's a lot. but I love, I love a lot of um, What is it? Um Yeah, that? exactly. It is it, it's, it, amazing. it's lard, right? I, I don't know, it's lard, but it is amazing sauce. Um and that hot sauce is powerful stuff. So I was, I'm a Halal Guys fanatic. I, w- I was there in New York back in uh, like 1998, 1999, eating Halal Guys at 3 in the morning. And so when I found out the Halal Guys was up around the corner and I met this guy, I was like, look, I would, I would love it if you came out and toured our facility. Um, and this is what we're doing. We're early stage. We just opened, but we'll give you a deal. And uh, I remember I had a, a gentleman on my team who had just recruited Landon Silves um, straight out of UCLA and uh, um, he's become a good friend and um, he I, I introduced him to the Halal guys it was technically his deal it was his first deal um, at the company um, but they got going, they're, they're still there um, this is five years later, right? Um, um, and I've eaten a lot of halal guys in the intervening time, right? So you never know, right? Like you're in, um, you know, I, I was in line for a cup of coffee at a prop tech conference I was at or a prop tech event I was at and, um, and a close friend found a job, right? Like you never know where everybody knows somebody. Everybody has um, has has a network, so you never know, so talk to people, be open if you're struggling, be honest um, and and then people will help that's another thing I wrote on linkedin when you when you need a job, just ask for help
0: Asking for help is definitely the most difficult lesson. It's a lesson my grandfather taught me, and it's one that we talk about on these shows all the time and for me. I'm always inspired when I see a leader like yourself willing to talk about mental health, willing to talk about struggle, uh, willing to talk publicly. Is there anything that you can say to industry professionals that are listening to this that might be scared to ask so publicly for help if they need help in their in their journey?
1: Uh, yeah, it is. Look, I've, I've had some severe mental health issues uh, that surfaced about a decade ago that I've overcome and medicated for and um, we should be less shy about them i i hope right everybody struggles with something so um, i i think there is uh, a lot of um, a lot of how we're trained maybe in my generation right i'm a gen xer and we were trained to be private about yeah. struggles um, I think the younger generations are privileged in that it is not a social stigma, not a hang up to share that you might be bipolar or schizophrenic or facing depression or whatever it is these are just these are just health issues right Diabetics have them, cancer patients have them uh people with broken bones have them it like it is it it's okay and um, I think particularly look a lot of people struggle it's a very evident struggle when you lose a job yeah. right? It is, it, is, it is right there in front of you I lost a job I got laid off I'm worried um, okay what about when you're in a job that isn't good for your mental health that's a struggle too right? and, and you should be open about that too Right. Like there are people in jobs that are ruining them yeah. um, and they should leave those jobs. Right. Maybe they don't get a severance package, but maybe it makes their blood pressure go down and maybe it gives them time to spend with their families. So um, I think, you know, I believe a lot in therapy. I have a therapist. Um, I think every uh, everybody who can afford it, who has the good fortune of good health care, maybe uh, that can should. Um, and. I, um, I, uh, I think being open, like, look, not everybody is like me. I get that, right? Like not everybody's that extroverted. Not everybody assumes friendship and will reveal stuff to people anew that, that you just met, but then pick your circle. Yeah. Right. Who are your three people? Who are your five people outside of your family, outside of your spouse? Um, maybe different perspectives from different genders. Um, and share with them and share honestly and openly and frequently and um, and listen to their heartfelt feedback It might not always be good uh, it might not always be easy to hear, but it will be sent from the right place if they're your good friends so i I'm all about openness and 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 sharing struggles.
0: I really appreciate that. Yeah, it's something that I've been public about my struggles with alcoholism. I'm a recovering alcoholic. I'm in a program of recovery. Uh, I, too, go to a therapy outside of my program. Uh, These things are very important to me because in the hospitality business, you know, we try to wear these things as a badge of honor where we're working all the time and then we drink all the time or we do whatever we need to do to cope with the life that we live and it doesn't have to be like that Mm -hmm. people don't have to be alone they don't have to be afraid and they are places that they can go to reach out and i appreciate you having the willingness and openness to share some of those struggles because when you look on social media it's Rare and I hope that it's more that people share the hard hard times that we have not just all the good times
1: Yeah, you know, I uh, I'm bipolar. Sorry. I realized I didn't say that and I'm medicated. I'm fine now, but um, Losing your um, I I I had a bad manic episode about a decade ago uh, a very bad one. I was hospitalized and uh, It presented late. I was 38 Losing your mind um, shatters your self-confidence. It just shatters it. And recovering from that was hard. Um, And I had a lot of love in my life, a lot of support. And um, Brad Feld, I think, from uh, Founders Fund. Yeah, Brad Feld is a big venture capitalist who talks openly about his struggles with with depression. Um, That helped me. Um, But it is like you know, like what you've gone through, but it it is shattering to be in a position at midlife. um, I got divorced at the same time. Um, It is shattering to be in a position at midlife where your foundation is taken away from you. Um, Then who am I? Right. I'm no longer married. I don't have my mental health. Like who am I? And, um, and you don't know. Right? That is scary. It is scary. And I feel very fortunate that I had the love in my life to rebound from that. And it's not been linear, the path, um, never is. Nobody's life is, right? But it's okay, right? Like, it is okay. We are all on our own journey. Some people struggle with mental health at or drug addiction or whatever it might be at 14. Some people struggle with it at 80. Yep. Right. Whenever you overcome it, it's the right time for you. It's your journey. Um, but it's easier to overcome if you have love and support in your life. And it's also easier to overcome if you give love and support to others. What
0: gives you hope?
1: Everything. Everything, right? Um, I find hope and inspiration in a lot of things. I find hope and inspiration when somebody holds the door open for me. I find hope and inspiration when somebody picks up a baby. I find hope and inspiration when I meet Jose and I say thank you after putting the pork rub in the, or the pork butt in the, in the smoker, and I offer him my elbow, um, and, he, um, and he offers me his elbow back, right? Like, I don't know his life, he doesn't know mine, but that's a moment of bonding. Um, you can find hope and inspiration anywhere.
0: What pulls you out of bed in the morning, knowing that the mission that you're now on is CEO of Kitchen United?
1: First of all, I have very
0: weird sleep hours i uh <laughs> me too. I, I wake up at three forty five in the morning. yeah, I wake so. up
1: between three and four
0: really well, every morning go. why don't we play That's tennis at <laughs> five play. in the morning we, really we should if i put the if I put the lights on, I have to make sure our, our court has lights yeah
1: let's play tennis at five in the morning i yeah. I would absolutely no, do that okay, tomorrow morning I'll,
0: we'll do that okay we'll do um that. hopefully the lights turn on <laughs> no, um, if the no. lights turn
1: on <laughs> um yeah, I wake up between three and four um uh, I go to bed by 10, I nap uh, every day. Um, Napping's good. Napping is great. Yeah, um, I put I it you know. on my work calendar, people yeah. will verify this, as nap time.
0: Um, How long is your nap? Uh,
1: about an hour, 45 nice. minutes to an hour. Um, uh, I get out of bed in the morning with energy and zest. Um, I uh, have a morning routine where I uh, I read a little bit, I write poetry almost every morning. I um, I talk to my parents in India, or my sister, or other people abroad because that's you know four in the morning and nobody normal is awake. Um, and then <laughs> we'll start uh each other because I'm awake. Yeah, I'll, I will. Uh, I'll text you my poetry. Yeah, uh, uh, Then I walk. Um, I walk ten thousand steps a day. It's been a hundred and five days at least. I think um, at least ten thousand steps. Definitely hundred and five days. Um, and then I get to the gym or play tennis or do something. I travel a lot a lot um, uh, so um, it 's not always consistent. but what gets me out of the bed with it with respect to kitchen United, I, I like work man. I like work, I believe in this company. I believe in the people behind me. I believe that our investors are going to have a fantastic return um, and it is it is easy to be motivated. To write an email to a partner or an investor or a brand or an employee or a group of employees, it is easy. It is exciting. It um, It is not like what keeps you up at night, uh, people say. What keeps me up at night is the enthusiasm for the next day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I always prefer what pulls you out of bed versus what keeps you up at night. Yeah, lots of things keep people up at night. I care about what gets you out of bed in the morning. That's good. How are you going to go seize the day?
1: Well, usually what gets me out of bed is the water I drank the night before.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's fair enough. That's a fair enough, honest answer. Um, Well, every single Wednesday, every single Friday on the social audio app Clubhouse, where Atul will join us one day when this episode comes out, um, either a Wednesday or a Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern time. It's, allow, it's a chance for you, the listener, the viewer, to come on stage to share your story. Your story matters. If you're in sales, if you're in marketing, if you're a content creator, if you own restaurants, this is a place where people that are playing the game within the game can come and interact. So we have digital hospitality leaders from all over the globe. We also give a social shout out. This week's social shout out goes to Vincenzo Pulio. I believe is his name. His wife is Alexa, um, Alexa, and Vincenzo. Vincenzo makes great content on LinkedIn, but his wife Alexa, she makes incredible charcuterie boards. So we're going to put a link to her charcuterie boards. Um, she sent one to me and my wife. They're absolutely phenomenal. But it's a chance for people that listen to this show, support the show, support this content, to get a shout out on Entrepreneur, a tool. I need one person, the Kitchen Uniteds team, that you're going to give a shout out to.
1: Sam Sleeper, um, he is our new VP of finance. Oh God, one person is so hard. I know. That's so why I make hard. it one person. Um, I, That's uh, it. <laughs> I, it is so hard. What else? What else? Sam, about Sam? Sam Sleeper, he is our VP of finance. He has been with the company for four years. Just just got promoted last week, a week ago. When I when I got promoted, he got promoted. Um, he is balanced. He is uh, uh, he is kind. He is. Um, a finance guy with a sense of humor, which is rare um, and uh, he does such good work and is such an understated man um, that i you know i 'm just really impressed with him he He is unflappable, which is required of a finance guy right the the numbers don 't always look good, and Sam um, tells it as it is without the emotional hangover of anything really and um, he's new to the role, he's capable of it. I hope to God one day, three years from now, four years from now, we're doing really well and we're you know on the path to a big outcome of some kind and he's CFO, um, yeah, Sam Sleeper, That's great awesome. guy.
0: So we're gonna ask you real quickly about your smartphone storytelling habits. Are you an iPhone? or an Android user.
1: Absolutely. iPhone.
0: And what version?
1: I don't know. You don't I am know. a when very bad engineer. Very
0: I think <laughs> it's, engineer. I think it's iPhone 13. Have you updated your software? Uh, probably not. Probably not. How many notifications do you have on your phone right now? Oh no,
1: I'm a zero
0: text You're message an inbox. guy. You're an inbox um, zero.
1: No, no inbox zero. But uh, my, uh, my email, um, uh, first of all, I clear out I clear out all important email like as I go through the day. Yes, um, but yeah, that's not good. <laughs> so, not good. so <laughs> how uh, many emails do you have? Gmail is thirty nine thousand five hundred twenty six, and Ku is fifteen thousand. This, this isn't unread. unread.
0: Unread. Unread. No, but uh,
1: look, a lot of it is a lot <laughs> of it is spam. Right, <laughs> it's like Spanish. a lot a lot of it is is those like you know. Bloomberg's five daily tips to read or New York times or Amtrak emails. So like I don't, I used to, okay. I, I don't know if you can give me a tip
0: on how to get these back to zero once and for all, how, which app do you use do you use the Gmail app? Or yeah, the I just iPhone? use the iPhone app. See, th- th- this is, this is why I have the, this is why we do this dumb segment is because yeah. I started using the Gmail app because my business partner, Eric made fun of me for using the Apple, uh, Email app, okay. Because I use the Gmail, it's just easy to swipe through things that, so I can see if I don't like it, right. And then I just get to Inbox Zero. But then I actually have Inbox Zero. I don't have thirty nine thousand. Right. Exactly.
1: (laughs) That's the problem.
0: Now that I'm at thirty nine thousand, you you just need to mark them all red and start from zero. Tabula rasa, blank slate. But even
1: even doing that, tabula rasa. I don't know if there's a way to to magically mark them all red. You can. Yeah. You can. You need the Gmail app. Okay. This is okay. a shout
0: out to the Gmail app. Good job, Google.
1: Yeah, good we're good. we're backed by Google Ventures
0: G V, so I'm all for Google. And I'm Google everything. You except accept my phone. Except your phone. <laughs> do you listen do you listen to podcasts on Spotify or Apple Podcasts? Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Where do you listen to music? Which platform? Spotify. Spotify. And do you listen to books or read books? Both. Which one do you prefer? Both. I read Poetry. I read fiction and poetry. Do you read, read them digitally or do you buy physical books? Buy
1: physical books. On Amazon? Uh, and then give them to people. The Gift of Nothing is um, is one of my favorite books. My sister recommended I buy it. Uh, I gave it to Sean. I, I give it to, to people. Um, I buy books on Amazon though I shouldn't. Um, I read Look I read I read for enjoyment And then I read for learning When I read for learning I generally listen When I read I'm, I'm very good at Like Remembering stuff That I listen to I'm good at remembering stuff That I read But I read for pleasure uh, Physical books And Like the art of words Right I told you about Shakespeare At the beginning I I love that um, So I love reading books That are fiction Literary fiction, poetry, um, and then and spiritual texts. And then I, uh, when I read f- for learning, it is through Audible. Do you prefer texts or emails? Texts. Well, oh. depends. Depends on the context. D- depends on the need that I like to be in touch with friends. Texts because I will respond immediately. Uh, if it's not urgent from work, email, uh, which not I'll slack. get to. Yeah, I I my go, my um I don't like phone calls generally speaking. Um um so my, no FaceTime for
0: sure. Yeah, <laughs> with, with my kids,
1: FaceTime with my kids. Um FaceTime with my kids always. Um but text, email, text, Slack, email, um phone call. Like but I, I believe in I don't know what you believe about this. I yeah. would love to do a flipped where oh, one day, yeah, one I know, day. Where one day we'll, we'll flip it. Um, I'm going to have a podcast called Interviewing the Interviewers. I like it. Um, where a good I get idea. other podcast hosts really on. Good. There's enough um, podcast
0: hosts there to do are. it. Exactly. <laughs> There's enough to do So
1: And then the reporters from the industry on. Uh, I'm going to do that. That's a good idea. Um, thank you. I can
0: help you with that. Please do. Let's do that. Let's we, do that. Here, we just did a deal. Well, yeah, <laughs> let's do
1: that. Um, do I have to relocate to San Diego? No. We'll make a virtual show. wherever Perfect. in the world you are. Awesome. Make it happen. Awesome. I. Uh, um,
0: Inbox zero.
1: Inbox zero to interviewing the interviewers to. Um, oh, yeah. When you. No, I've forgotten it. You forgot it. I forgot it. That's all right. Yeah. This has um, been a pleasure. It has been my pleasure. I, I, I love you. I am it. so
0: glad we have the become love is friends. Mutual. Thank you. Yeah. Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. The philosopher. Pooh. Uh, how can people keep in touch with you? Uh LinkedIn is best. Um and, and Instagram. You're getting active on Instagram. You said on your Instagram bio it says I, I usually write what does it say?
1: I prefer words to pictures, but I, I'm but, learning. But
0: I'm here anyways. But I'm learning. Yeah. But I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah. Instagram's uh, I don't know. Instagram pictures
0: on Instagram.
1: Instagram's my personal life. Yeah. Um maybe I should I don't know if you think I should have like so a work I Instagram.
0: This is the way that I believe that I don't have a personal life and I don't have a business life. I have one life. I completely agree. You get all of me and you referenced it earlier and talking about the content that you put on LinkedIn. I am who I am. Yep. You're going to get Cali barbecue. You get Cali barbecue media. You get Sean as a dad, Sean as a husband, Sean as a charger fan, whatever, whoever I am, wherever I am in the world, that's who you're going to get. And I'm not going to contextualize it and say, Oh, this is just for my barbecue content or just for the podcast content.
1: I actually ran something called leaders quest, Fifteen years ago, where that was my whole point. So, a tool now is my Instagram. Um, uh, uh, that's my personal Instagram. Uh, I have a poetry one as well, but what's the poetry uh, one? Poetry by a tool. Okay. Um, uh, then I have, have LinkedIn. I'm I'm hoping to publish next year. Beautiful. Um, I I write a lot, a Beautiful. lot, a lot. Um. Uh. And then Facebook, I guess. Um. And then. Um, linked LinkedIn is probably i mean if people care about the restaurant industry how to support it i'm very passionate about supporting independent and growing restaurant brands emerging restaurant brands like doghouse and curry up now and saj mediterranean um that type of content is on um is on linkedin um you'll be seeing more um, more tennis victory shots on, on Instagram. <laughs> we'll um, report
0: back. I, I challenged a tool to a tennis match that I'm going to gratefully regret. Yeah, but this is cool because uh, our our entire goal is to build a master smokehouse, which we have we have the back view of the master smokehouse, and they're going to be putting on some briskets and a media center. So you're here in the in the beta. This is the beta of what will be. The next time that we do this, we'll have a full fledged studio. Um, for this for this uh these kind of interviews
1: i've never uh put a pork butt in a smoker before so no
0: if we if we make it we'll be able to put a brisket on a smoker too awesome well thank you if you guys want to connect with me it's at sean p walchef s-h-a-w-n-p-w-a-l-c-h-e-f uh instagram's the quickest platform to get a hold of me but you can find me on all the platforms we appreciate you watching the show please follow kitchens united please follow a tool by the way it's kitchen united kitchen Singular. I, it's not plural. It's not plural, even though we have many kitchens. kitchens. <laughs> yes. Kitchen United. Uh, what's the, what's Instagram for kitchen, United? Uh, kitchen United mix, kitchen United mix. We'll put a link into the episode, into the article. Thank you guys for subscribing and a tool. Thank you for being a friend forever. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Just you wait and see. Just you wait and see. The best way that you can help us with the show is to subscribe and write a review. We love the opportunity to connect with you no matter where you are on the globe, no matter what restaurant you are running. Please send us a DM on social at Sean P. Walchef. If you are interested in toast, if you want to improve your digital hospitality, please send me a DM. I will get you in touch with a local toast representative. We appreciate you listening to this show. The best way that you can help the show is share it with a friend and we will catch you all next week or we will see you on one of the digital playgrounds that we call social media.